Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. Only one Bourbon Boy here this week, uh, as per usual. So this week I am doing episode two in the three-part series about the uh, side-by-side blind, bottled, and bonded given to me by Chris from the uh, Speakeasy Wisconsin page. <clears throat> this week I'll be doing F, G, H, I, and J, which tells you all a lot about what they are. Um, during this week, I, uh, this past week, I realized I was supposed to be writing down notes as far as what they looked like. Um, I got none of that from the first time, so I guess I'll have to make shit up. I mean, a lot of it was revolving around P. I saw, we saw a lot of P. And if your P is the shade of bourbon, you really need to see a doctor. I mean, that's, at least if it's normal, like normally that's what it is. If it's infrequently like that, just when you drink bourbon, I guess it's okay. You'll live. So I'm coming to you live, live recorded in a hotel room in Green Bay. I'm away from my family for the evening for a meeting up here. And I thought, what better what better way to end my evening than with drinking five bottled and, bondled, bottled and bonded samples uh, live for you guys or recorded blind. I've got uh, Aquafina as a chaser water source. And uh, let's get it going. I'm sure other topics will come up while we're doing this. So the first one is F. Got a little sediment in it. Sediment. A little sediment in it. Nose is actually pretty good. Uh, honey. I smell a lot of honey in this one. Sweetness. Not a whole lot of oak. But not youthful, per se. Ooh. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Not great. Actually, I take that back. It's pretty good. There's a little youthfulness right in the middle, but it goes away pretty quickly and gives way to a little oak. So in all honesty, I'll let you, everybody know that's listening to this podcast. I was drinking before I had these. So unlike last time, uh, I have a little lead up into it. Last time it was straight. First sample was first thing I'd had to drink tonight. I had two mixed drinks and a beer. So just to be completely clear, these are probably going to taste better, even if they don't taste as good normally, if you get what I'm saying, because it's not my first drink. I'd probably give that, I gave it a 15 out of 25, which is pretty, not blowing me away, not great, but not bad. I might even, I'll up that to 20, because that was pretty good nose. Eh. I'm doing everything in fives just because it's easier to do my math, and I suck at math. I ask my teachers. <clears throat> God, I'd hate to... 
I'm just going to stick with 15. That's what I had at first. Pallet. If I'm doing a 75, I'll do 55 because I don't think it was the best thing I've had out of all these, but it's not the worst. It's probably second best. Guess as to what it was. I'm not going to do guesses because I don't, I mean, I'm awful at it. I did a guess on the first one just because I thought it was so horrendous that I thought I might know what it was. And after seeing the listeners' numbers on the first one of these, I'm on the fence if this will be a whole episode or a uh, <clears throat> um, bonus. We'll see. I might just post this. Depends on. I mean, I do have an interview with Twisted Path this week, so I've got somebody on the hook to talk to. This is G. G had a little bubble in it when I got rid of it, so I don't know if that means there's a little. Little uh, soap in there or something. I don't know. Chris packages this so well. I mean, dude does a great job at these uh, blinds. All right. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm drinking this out of a plastic hotel cup. So the nosing of it uh, is a little more rough. Not a ton of alcohol in this one. I don't get a ton of smell. Another youthful corn. Mm. Not as bad as the first one. But not good. I might, I'm going to have to get another cup to pour some of this garbage out. Mm. Or just choke it down. So, topic I saw this week um, on a few pages... MGP's been a huge topic this week. Uh, from OKI going nuts a couple of days ago on BSM to um, basically that's what it is. Everybody's wondering what the next MGP producer NDP that comes out and throws a little MGP at you is going to be the next big thing. Blom was it. Blom just ran out of MGP. So what's next? Who's next? You got old elk, I think, is one. They're they're throwing out six, seven year old stuff. I think you got Traverse <clears throat> or Travers, who I had on the podcast. They've got a lot of ten, fourteen year old stuff. I mean, the stuff I had at Traverse was really good. So, if I had to guess, I'd say they're probably next. I hope they're not, just so I can go back and get some more from them before it runs out. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. Whoever's producing the or producing, whoever's putting the GP uh, MGP out is going to be the next one. 
okay, how was it? Boone County sort of took off for a little bit, but I don't know. I think everything they had was all from the same day. It was like they just bought a lot, and that's what they had. I feel like some of these other people have stuff from different days and different ages, so it's a little more variety. I guess we'll see. Boone County's still putting stuff out, but I don't think at the same pace they were. There was another one somebody brought up that I didn't even think about. Oh, uh, there's some place in Detroit that's used an MGP. I had some of their stuff. I thought it was god-awful. I don't know if it was MGP or their own product. Cooper or Copper or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was not good. Sort of like the sample of this BIB that I just had. Yeah, I'm going to put that down for a... That gets a 20. So that's 30 out of 75. The last one got 60, 70. 70 out of 100, sorry. So that last one... The last one I just did was 30 out of 100. I went to Black Sheep uh, Pub and Grill tonight in Green Bay, or just outside of Green Bay. Man, it was really good. Burger was excellent. If you ever if you're ever up in Green Bay and you are looking for some place to go that has pretty good food, they had a decent decent beer list, decent bourbon. I mean, it had a couple Buffalo Traces. Um. And the bar tab wasn't too crazy, so, I mean, that's a positive. It'd been better if my company paid for it all, but I'll pay for my own drinks if they're going to pay for the food. The nose on this one's muted again. This is H. But you get a little honey, a little bit of oak. That's the thing with B.I.B., man, I mean... It's a minimum of four years, which most of the time means it's four years. And four years, man, is just, I mean, unless it's age dated older than that, sort of like your McKenna's, it's just 10 years. It's generally speaking a four-year product, and that's why they call it B.I.B. Because they don't have to age date it, they just have to say it's B.I.B., so it's at least four years. And produced in the same season or whatever I mean, that kind of stuff really doesn't have a whole lot of effect I don't think I mean back in the day when people were rectifying stuff and throwing chewing tobacco spit in it and <clears throat> mixing it with uh, natural grain or neutral grain spirits that then BIB meant a lot because there were a lot of more uh, things you had to do to become BIB whereas now it's just I mean BIB is still has the same rules but Generally speaking, you don't have the same rectifiers throwing chewing tobacco spit and throwing water or throwing neutral grains and all that stuff in it. So back then it was the good stuff, like I said in the first time. But now, I mean, bourbon's bourbon. People aren't really messing with it, and if they are, they get caught up. They get caught real quick because there's so many bourbon nerds out there just waiting to catch somebody doing some crazy shit. All right, nose on this one's pretty steady. I mean, 
Not good, not great, not bad. Palette on this one's a little bit different. A little more oak forward. Tastes a little older. Not as grainy as some of the other stuff. I like the young corn taste to it. Still no finish. 100 proof. Might have something to do with that. It's good though. I mean, this is something if somebody handed it to me, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's not bad. It'll be interesting when we get to the end of this and we find out what the results of what all these were. I will say the next one I, comparatively speaking, is a little more amber colored. Than Jay. Jay's a little more honey. A little lighter in color. Where the uh, eye is a little redder, a little more amber than I'm really splitting hairs here. I'm really looking for something to say to you all. <clears throat> so yeah, next week I'm really looking forward to having Twisted Path on. They just released a rye whiskey, their first whiskey, which is surprisingly enough, uh, bottled and bonded. They did some single barrels, barrel proof. I think they said they sold out and not, they say, but the people that were in line said they sold out in like 20 minutes or some crazy shit. I really wanted to go down there, but 20 minutes, man, that's fast. I'm hoping uh, Brian has a few samples laying around that I can try when I go down there on Thursday just to get an idea so we can talk about it. If not, just be interesting to find out. I mean, craft breweries or craft distilleries are really interesting to talk to anyway, just to see they got where they got, how they got there. I mean, I heard this guy's uh, former CIA or something maybe. I don't know. That might just be somebody some saying that to be funny on uh, Facebook, but It'd be really interesting to see if that's the case and how he decided to go into distilling spirits. I mean, that has to be more fun than being in the CIA, I would think. At least I feel like it would be. Of course, who am I? I'm just a jackass drinking bottled bonded samples in his hotel room on a Monday night by himself. And just FYI, this is the first podcast I've ever recorded in my underwear. So there's your... Uh, Visual for the evening. Ladies, which I'm sure are none that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Unless my mom listens. Hi, mom. And with the more amber color to it, you could definitely... The nose is definitely more out there 
a little more sweetness, a little oak, a little uh, a little more inviting than a lot of these noses. That's a good one. Yeah. Nose, I'm going to give it... It's probably the best nose I've had so far. So 20 out of 25. I think this might be the leader so far. A lot of sweetness. A lot of caramel. Caramel. If you're an asshole. Um, a little bit of lingeringness. Lingeringness. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. A little bit of Kentucky hug at the end. Just grab it a hold of your tonsils. Um, although, don't say that in mixed company. I'll do 65 out of 75. Just because, I mean, 75 to me, for something to get a perfect score in this, perfect score is like, I mean, I guess I, in relation to bottled bonded sand, I, I don't really have one because of, What's the perfect thing in this? I mean, probably you would think Henry McKenna is because it keeps getting all the scores, but I've had Henry McKenna, and it really depends on what barrel because it's all single barrel. I mean, I would venture to say that I would hope, I would think that one of the three that I've given over 72 is probably the Henry McKenna in this. But that's not a given because, as we've shown on this podcast before, my palate is not infallible, and I never said it was. But that's a good whiskey I would buy. sort of has an Ezra Brooks sweetness to it. I got an old Ezra Brooks. It's not bottled and bonded, though. It's a single barrel. 12-year-old, I think. Super sweet, caramel. Not the same thing you get today, obviously. So speaking of OKI going nuts on BSM this week, which theoretically I'm not in, so don't tell any, don't anybody tell Owen Powell that I can see what's going on in there. I mean, heaven forbid. Um, I saw people were listening. OKIs for like 600 bucks, 700 bucks. I mean, random. There was one that was a freaking blend somebody wanted 500 bucks for. Come on, people. It's still MGP and it's blended. There's 300 bottles of it. You got to be nuts. 
to pay that much for a blended bourbon. And the drop, my or mic drop. Come on, homie. What was that craziness? What has the bourbon world come to? I mean, I thought I got into it when it was at its peak of craziness because I was like, man, I'm behind. I got into it right when everything started exploding. So everything is going so it's gotten expensive. And now it's just gotten foolish. Just straight foolish. I mean, when I started, you could get a bottle of, I mean, Smooth Handler was like 100 bucks, single barrel store picks. And I was like, damn, 100 bucks, like 150 is the maximum I'm ever going to spend on a bottle. 150, man, that's the things of the past for Smooth Handler. That's the things of the past for MGP in the period. It's crazy that people are spending that much on mic drop. Mic drop is a blended MGP product. I mean, it's crazy that people, I, I love, I, I'm a fan of Jeff Mattingly and the things he does at Bourbon 30, but secondary pricings on those when they were at their peak was insane. Insane. Don't spend money on stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense. In the long run, it, well, stuff like that's going to come back down. This MGP stuff's going to come back down eventually to a certain extent. It, <clears throat> The thing is, most of the people that are producing straight MGP single barrels, it's just a matter of, do people find honey barrels when it comes to that? If somebody finds a honey barrel, then that's the next distillery that's going to be it. Blom had a couple honey barrels. They had a few that they put out. Most of the ones I really like from Blom, and I love the guys at Blom. Fantastic people. They're doing great with their own products. The three of the four best things I've ever had from Blom came from Blom's Distillery in their founder stash. Which makes sense. Why wouldn't you take the best things for yourself, keep all the profit, by selling at the distillery? Why would you give that to people to do single barrels for their groups? Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense to give yourself hype, but I don't think that's what the Bloms were thinking when they did it. This bourbon game has just gotten so crazy, man. When I first got into it, it was just like a bunch of dudes. You had like three pages. You had BSM, you had BX, and you had Makers Mark Collectors. Now you've got a thousand pages. You got Mega Balls. You got BRR. You got CSX. You got... Crazy amounts of new BX now, too, because the BX went down. But, I mean, it's just it's overwhelming how much stuff is out there now and how many people are out there and all the new people coming into it and all the new people that just come into it to talk shit. And now you got all the old people that are in it making fake profiles just to fuck with... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Just to mess with people. I mean, if you're just making fake profiles to go out there and fully mess with people... You really need a new hobby, dude. It's just amazing that people have that much time on their hands that they can make multiple fake profiles and use them on a daily basis. I mean, it's one thing to make them and use them occasionally, but to actually log into them on a daily basis to post things and, rep and reply to people seems like a lot of work. All right. Let's get to this last one.
This one smells like wet cardboard. Yeah, this is not going to be good. I can smell the corn in it. All right, let's down this. Cheers, turds. Yep, that's bad. Mm. Oh, straight corn whiskey. Oh, Jesus. There's nothing I hate worse than a corn forward whiskey, man. Ugh. Oof. If I hadn't already guessed dickle, I'd guess dickle because it tastes so much like dickle. Or every dickle I've ever had. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... That's another 20 out of 100. And that's tied for worse now. Oh, why do I subject myself to this? I feel like it's fun before I start it, and then when I do it, I'm just like, ugh. I'm gonna finish it with a. I'm gonna finish this episode with a little Driftless Glen mythical pick. If I can find a way to get rid of this garbage that I have in my glass, that is called a J. I'm just gonna drink it. All right, get my water back close, or in other words, close by. Corn whiskey. Sweet bejesus. I had some people try to tell me this week that Willet Pot Still was good. Man, if you like Willet Pot Still, you need to broaden your horizons, Holmes. Because I think it, well, the one I had, let's put it that way, they're not all the same, but... Unless they've got exponentially better. The first one I had tasted like straight ass. It tasted like corn whiskey. Like the worst thing you I mean, the bottle is cool. It was given to me by uh, Dave Ginn. The first time I ever invited him to a pool party that he didn't come to. And now he hates me. Which is fine. He's not the only one. Um, and I almost think he gave it to me because he thought it was funny because it was so bad. Because he told me that, I believe. So I'm going to close this episode out with opening a bottle of Driftless Glen Mythical Pick. Excuse me. Driftless Glen Straight Rye Whiskey Single Barrel Mythical Barrel Proof at 124.2 Proof Barrel 186 Aged 48 Months For those who can't do math like me That's 4 years It's this. It's such a weird nose on these 
it's like a molassesy licorice Whoever ever buys a bottle of Mythical Pick, which I've talked about here before, (laughs) at nauseum to some people probably, I look for something unique, something you can't find every day from a whiskey that you're drinking at that moment. And I've had Driftless Glen before, and I've had some I loved. I had some I didn't like. But what I did love about it was the difference that some of the rise had. It was just a different, funky rye flavor. And that's what this has, and that's what I loved about it. When I picked the Traverse or Traverse, I picked it because it had a crazy sweetness to it, but a lot of oak. And it wasn't super drying on the palate, which is what a lot of the older MGPs have. When I picked the Four Roses, or the group that I was with picked the Four Roses, I didn't pick it by myself. Travers is the only one I've picked by myself. Um, Well, the one I picked solo for the group. Dan Howard and Aaron Bid were there, but I was the one that said I want that one. Uh, The reason we picked the Four Roses is because it had a funky, crazy taste to it. And that's what I look for. I want something that's funky and weird. I don't want something that's normal. People laugh at me, especially the Mongols, because I say off-profile. But off-profile just means something strange, something funky, something that is not the norm. All right. Well, I'm going to close this episode out. We're at 30 minutes. And if this is a bonus episode, that's basically an entire episode normally. So uh, until next time, enjoy your pours. Enjoy your family. I'll have to cut that out. Um, so, yeah, until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family. Uh, peace out.